where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At. I'm your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Dan Hornstein. If you haven't heard us before, this podcast is a music-based podcast for anyone who enjoys music. And if you don't enjoy music, go back listening to your murder podcast. No, just kidding. Please listen to this. And maybe we'll turn you on to some music while you think about murder. Um, so yeah, on this people, podcast, <laughs> what were you going to say? Somebody, I was thinking like, they have like a compilation of those murder podcasts. Like, do you remember that? Now that's what I call music, but it's like, now that's what I call murder. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so on this podcast, Dan and I each pick an album for the week, listen to it, and then come together and give a brief bio of the artist and then discuss why we picked them. And then we have a conversation on it. Uh, real quick, before we get into the show and the music, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Pockets. And you can find Dan on Instagram at Dwight Privilege. Yes, I love that handle. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can so also you, s- oh, so you I'm can sorry, also send us an email at wherepod at gmail.com. And you were going to say, well, I was going to point you out because you were texting me earlier and telling me about the last episode, and you had kind of a cool story. I was going to get you to share it. Oh, okay. So yeah, last uh, last week we recorded an episode on uh, one of my favorite artists, Raw, and their new album, Intercorrupted, and. I was listening to it today and I was like, you know what? I was like, I should just tag the band and the vocalist songwriter Sahaj on Instagram and just like take a screenshot of the show. And I was like, and just, you know, show some love to the, to the group. Cause I love them so much. And about an hour later, he shared it on his Instagram page. And I was like, Oh, that's freaking amazing. It's all that's so I'm, cool. I want to show him some love and then he's showing us some love. So I really appreciate that. If you're out there listening and for any other Siobhan. raw fans out there, Siobhan, <laughs> 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 that was amazing. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, the two things I'll remember from that last episode was you calling him Siobhan and then me just going on about Nick cage and John Travolta killing <laughs> each other to, <laughs> to that Nick cave song. <laughs> to the Nick cave face off. Yes. I still want to see that. I still want to put that music to that scene. <laughs> if it works, let me know. I got to try it at least. I got to like find that <laughs> and stream it and then just like turn it on my stereo just to see if it works. See if you can find just that scene like on YouTube. That way you don't have to watch face off. That's true. Cause it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. Or anything. It's the worst. It's the yeah. worst. And the fact that someone's rebooting it is just cringeworthy. It's such a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, okay, before we get off track and just talk shit about Nick Cage and John Travolta and uh, that terrible movie, uh, we're going to get into Sniggles. And for those of you who haven't heard us before, Dan, what's Sniggles? Sniggles is what we call singles, named after Cameron Crowe's 1992 movie, Singles, which, this, as the legend has it, everybody that was involved with that movie, all the grunge bands kind of thought it was super corny and cheesy, so they called it Sniggles. Yes. So we've kind of adopted that in kind of an homage to that. And uh, this week, singles, I, I so far for our sniggles and singles, there's been some good ones and there's been a lot of them that I thought were just kind of, you know, we were giving them like two and a half, threes, a few fours here and there. But this week, I was kind of like, I want to find something different. So I found yeah. this artist, Gundalak from Norway. I'm probably saying that wrong, but I'm trying. And it's a single called Garden. 
so he's an electronic artist, you know, out of Norway, someplace I really do want to visit once this travel restrictions all lift. And this single just oozes sexiness. It has like a fantastic beat that just really drives the song. The bass line is super sexy and his falsetto vocals are really close to perfect. I mean, it's just a great mashup for everything. And the song has so many elements to it, but they all work together. It's got a little bit of dance, a little bit of disco, some chill to it, and then electronic all wrapped up into this one song. That's just pure baby making music, mm-hmm. especially when the guitar solo hits at the end. It's just like pelvis thrust in music. It's crazy. I, I heard it and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm going to listen to it again and I'm going to listen to it. I, out of all the music this week, I've listened to this one the most and the other single. I've listened to the singles more this week than the other arms because I was like, these are just so good. I was just so hooked on this. It's just like right in my lane of everything I like about electronic music. And for that, I gave it five beards. Hell yeah. I gave it five beards too. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Yeah. I really, really love this song. I mean, my initial thoughts of it when I wrote down the first thing I wrote in all caps, bass. Yeah. My goodness. The bass (laughs) at the beginning is so fantastic. Uh, Good vocals, really crisp drums in Mm -hmm. this song. I mean, Super tight. Uh, I love the synth that they used in the hook. I loved uh, the drums that they used in the hook. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, the solo at the at the outro of it. Yeah, it, it just super cool. I went back and forth. Um, there, there. I I almost thought it was a keyboard a couple of times. Um, you know, like the guy from I've heard like some proggy bands yeah. use keyboard in a way that sounds a lot like guitar, and mm-hmm. this is what it sounded like to me. But I went back and forth. I'm still not sure which one it is. It's it's most likely guitar with some kind of synthy effect yeah. on it. Uh, just so damn cool, though. Yeah, five beards all the way. Gundalak Garden, top notch. Good job, buddy. Yeah, fantastic. I highly, highly recommend that song to anybody who enjoys music. So, what did you pick this week, Dan, for Sniggles? This week, my Sniggle is a recommendation from my good buddy, Derek LaHare, who is, this is like his favorite band of all time. They're called the Reign of Kendo. And Reign of Kendo is five brutally great musicians who (laughs) dabble in a lot of jazzy, rock, indie kind of smooth sounding stuff. Everything just sounds, they got, they just, they groove, they lock in, they, they've got, um, some funk, but I mean, everybody's just a world-class musician with this band reign of Kendo. And, um, I've seen them a couple of times live. They're so much fun live. What I love about this band that I learned from my buddy, Derek is they are so DIY. Um, they're recording their own stuff. They're producing their own stuff. They finance their own tours. They're not signed. It's not like they're getting funding. They're signed to a label. Mm -hmm. They are a hundred percent just doing this as they go. So what they've been doing lately is just releasing songs and selling them um, mm-hmm. through like Patreon and stuff like that to try to keep themselves afloat. And this is their newest song, Waiting on the Wind. And um, it's it's off a little three song single that they put out. Man, this is kind of a turn in a different direction for this band too because there's a little more electronic stuff mixed in, but mm-hmm. it's still very much their sound. There's some killer percussion uh in this song there's just killer musicianship all around i love the percussion especially the singer sounds great yes this guy is he's he's a such a good singer um seeing him live two times i can tell you that uh he holds up he he 
doesn't miss a beat. He is just mm-hmm. a really excellent singer and he carries this. It's very catchy melody. Um, you're kind of catch yourself singing it. Uh, oddly enough, I listened to the other three songs on it. There's a baby making song on this <laughs> single too. It's yeah. like the last song on the three thing. And it is, I mean, look between that and Gundalag, you're getting all horned up. Yeah. There's, um, <laughs> So I don't know what else to say. I love this song too. I gave both our singles five beards this week. Um, just fives mm-hmm. all around. I'm I'm doling them out. Come and get them. Yeah, I when I I yeah, you didn't tell me anything about this group. You were like, oh, my buddy recommended. I saw them live. They're great. I listened to this and I saw you know on Apple Music it says they're alternative. So I'm thinking more like indie alternative when I first mm-hmm. think this. So I'm thinking something a little bit more chill. And the song comes in with the piano and it's just like really fun. And then it has that change in the break and it slows down. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, holy shit. I was like, what's going on here? I was like immediately sucked into it. And the song just like carried me away. And I was like, dude, this is fantastic. I listened to the first song probably three or four times where I, before I even got to the next one. So I was like, I have to hear that again. It's so yeah. good. It was Let's so do one un- of their records really soon. They yeah. are, they are a f- such a fun band. There's, um, they remind me a lot of a band that I eventually want to get to called the deer hunter. Mm-hmm. And the deer hunter is a, is one of my favorite bands. We'll eventually come to that. I got a ton of new releases I want to burn through first before we get to that point. But uh, if anybody's out there, definitely check out Reina Kendo and The Deer Hunter. And we should do a Reina Kendo album soon. I am um, so I might have down. to get my buddy Derek to be a guest on this because hearing his passion for this group will get you so psyched to listen to this group. Uh, it's oh, so funny. So Geeks out. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so down. Waiting on the Wind, fantastic song. I was singing this song all week. I thought it was great. Uh, it's such an odd little melody too. It is, it, um, but it works so it's, well. Yeah. Incredibly catchy, but like for a refrain, it's just enough jazz influence to where I'm listening to it. I'm like, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. You yeah. It's got that little, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's fucking jazzy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is, but it's, it's fantastic. I finally got to better off together. And I was, uh, here's my experiences with singles, especially, so like a single comes out and I usually think, okay, it's one song. And usually I'm like, okay, it's either a good song or a bad song. I like it or I don't. Typically in my experience, a single with more than one song has like the single that they're promoting for their new record or whatever. And then they have a couple other songs up there that I usually feel like are just B sides. They threw on there to like, Oh, we're giving you extra tracks. And so that's kind of what I expected because I'm so used to that. So I thought this first song was so good. The subsequent two songs can't be that good because I was just (laughs) like, I was just like, it can't be then better off together came on. I was like, ah, they did it again. I was like, what is this? (laughs) So super good track. I loved it. And then I got to stolen treasure. Yeah. Stolen treasure. That's the baby making one. Yeah. And I was like, wow. It's it's and and, and it's the same thing as the Gundalak song, a fantastic guitar solo in there that you're just like, mm, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> five beards for me for this one too, and I so had five get, beards all yeah. around for singles. That's awesome. It, it was just so good. So yeah, I I was blown away by all four of the songs for the singles this week. 
And I just felt like they just, especially the Rain of Kindle, just brought it hard on that. It just everything about that. Production's great. Songwriting's yeah. great. Musicianship. It's just everything across the board is just like nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. It was so impressive. And it's so impressive that they're doing it themselves, too. That's what gets me every time. When we yeah. saw them live, they covered chris isaac's wicked game which mm-hmm. is a really chill very i i'm i love that song i don't know why it's also a really horny song uh, yeah you remember that music video like yeah you do you remember <laughs> that music video <laughs> and they nailed it bro they crushed wicked game by chris isaac um singer has has a really he was able to just kind of tap into it. it's super cool yeah uh so now we're getting into the meat of the show the albums and I picked the album Full Circle by Halos. And I heard Halos before, like a couple songs here and there. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll pick their first record, Full Circle. And so this album starts off with an intro, an intro called Intro Slash Spectrum. And it suffers from the same problem that you pointed out last week with Raw Intercorrupted. <laughs> it's just like kind of a bland thing with some talking over it. So I, sometimes that can kind of set the mood for me. This one, I just felt like it kind of fell flat. I was just like, okay. we could have done without that. And you could have just made like 30 seconds of intro synth into the first song. Pray. Yeah. Not a huge negative thing for me, but I'm just like, I'm never going to start off this record on intro. I'm just going to go right to the first track. Okay. So, okay. That's just the thing. Pray. Uh, first thing I notice on this track on, on this album is that there's lots of harmonies with the vocalists. There's three different vocalists and this group is from the UK. I, I do tend to like a lot of music from the UK. I feel like there's a ton of great musicians there and a lot of times they don't get enough recognition or credit. So I really do try and find artists from over there. Cause I was like, Hey, th- there's a lot more talented musicians than just the ones here in America. There's tons of people all over. So, I really, really enjoyed this first song. Um, and the thing I enjoyed about the harmony was that there's not a whole lot of three vocalist harmonies in music anymore. That's true. So this really stood out to me because of that. You got like the two guys and the lady and she's got a great voice. The other two guys have a good voice and they, they all like compliment each other very, very well. And for like having this go over like trip hop or electronic is just something that I've never heard before. Because when you hear electronic or trip hop, it's usually just like one vocalist, either a dude or Mm -hmm. most of the time it's a woman, which I really do dig. But I was like, wow, this is something new. This is something different. So this whole album has like a strong kind of 90s vibe to me, 90s electronic vibe to me, which yeah. I don't get nostalgic too often, but this was like, ooh, super nostalgia. I really liked that aspect of it. Um, The second track, Dust, great song. More of the same with the catchy harmonic vocals. I love how Dust is just very simple. There's very few layers. There's the, the bass, the drums, the vocals, and the synth. But all the simplicity of the song brings the vocals to the forefront of the mix and it makes the vocals really powerful and enjoyable, but it's still a very chill, relaxed song. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a great mix for 
just like a, for me, it's like, if I want to sit back and chill and like have a chat with someone, or if I just want to like relax and unwind, this is a good track for me to just put on and just like chill to. Cause I can like, yeah. Oh, I can unwind. I can, you know, I've had a crazy day and this will just like put me in that mood. And it's so good at that. Uh, full circle. The next song, the the use of the ride symbol and the drums on the intro here and throughout the whole song, more nineties, just more nineties like jamming. Like I remember listening to similar type of stuff with the same type of beats growing up. It's it's the perfect sit back and just like sway your head to the beat kind of song. I felt like you could just sit there and just like sway your head. It's so good. I think full circle ended up being my favorite track. It's a good one. I really think when it when it all is said and done. That's the one that I go, they, yeah, I mean. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy First Circle. Then Earth Not Above, another solid one. Maybe my favorite. I wrote down at the end. I'll, I'll tell you my favorite one at the end. Um, definitely one of my top three. This song is very, very catchy. I can easily listen to this song on repeat just like over and over and over again. It's just got that strong 90s style beat to it. And the sustained ooze on the chorus just like suck me in every time because they go through the verse and they build the chorus and it's, she like slides up to the ooh and holds it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, it's it's, <laughs> it's just like, it like grabs me and I'm like, oh, that's so good. It's such a good, good way to build to that chorus. And the chorus like changes it up just enough to make it great. It's one of my go-to tracks. So then um, next is Oracle, but I feel like the album begins to fall off a bit more here at this song. The vocals are good, I think, throughout the album. Just the, the, the songwriting just didn't grasp me as much in the latter half of the album. Oracle wasn't bad. It just was like, oh, okay, I was hoping for a little bit more, but it's like, okay, I'll listen to this, but I would rather listen to the other ones. And so then, then came alone. It's a skip over track for me. I was not really digging that. I've tried listening. You know, I've listened to this album through several times. And just every time I came to alone, I was like, I just, I want to skip this. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna give it another shot, but I don't really care. Uh, Separate lives. I felt picked the album back up a little bit, but it's not a strong track. It doesn't, it didn't really do much for me. Uh, Sacred and then cloud nine both of them I felt were kind of duds. I just wasn't into it. But then, so like you get towards the end of the album and I'm thinking this album's going to finish really poorly. You know, it started off strong. The first several songs I really dug and it's just like, ah oh, man, this is kind of disappointing. This album isn't great. And then pale comes on and that just like shifts it all around pale. It, it broke that completely out of the water. It starts off slow and then it builds up and knocks and just knocks your socks off. It's very catchy, very epic. It's got a great beat. It's that nineties theme beat again. And yep. it's actually my favorite track on the album. Uh, ni- okay. uh, Pale, dust and earth, not above were my favorite tracks. And, uh, full circle is right there too. I, I just picked three, but I was like, you know, first circle is a quality, just fantastic song too. I feel like the album would have been better if they had limited to eight songs and got rid of three of them. I felt like it was just three songs too long. Okay. That's interesting. So that was just, is this your first time hearing this record? No, I haven't. This is the first time I've heard some of the songs off this record, but this is the first time listening to the whole record all the way through. 
Oh, okay, okay. I thought since it came out, it's a little bit of an older record. It's from 2016. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, along with the lines of some of the other stuff that you've been reviewing mm-hmm. that you had already heard it and had been through it. And, and it was, you know, um, I, I was kind of, I think, operating under the assumption that this is something Mark is, is probably very much digging yeah, I and All the we, thing is, and we haven't I talked have, about it. I like that we don't <laughs> talk about it until we get here. In right, the right. But I, yeah, I was I was sitting there and and I'm going, wow, well, I can see why Mark likes this. <laughs> I can see why Mark digs this. So it's interesting. I wasn't expecting you to come back and say what you just said about the the second half of the album kind of dipping because I got to tell you, I think I disagree. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. This is why I, I like I, not talking about it because we get like true, honest opinions before we come sit down and do this. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give you my two cents on it and then we'll go for ratings. Sure. This is, uh, I'll start with the album cover. Mm-hmm. Perfect album cover. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's this album feels like outer space. Yes. And the intro, which yeah, you're you're spot on. I mean, it it does kind of have that raw vibe of just yeah. a little bit of uh, mindless talking. I'm going to talk to you about the nature of love, but for some reason, I was okay with it because I knew I had listened to this before and uh-huh. I had heard this whole record. It's been a few years since I've listened to it, but I remember when this came out, it somehow ended up on my radar, and I I listened to it a few times. Such a fun revisit. This is a really cohesive record to me, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is. It's, you remember when we did Lonely the Brave, how Lonely the Brave wrote the same song over and over and over again, but you kind of got tired of that same song? Yeah. I feel like this album has that same vibe. Mm -hmm. It utilizes a lot of the stuff. It has very similar melody structure in a lot of different ways. So they're repeating a lot of themes, but I don't get tired of it like I did with Lonely the Brave. And there's not as much of that carbon copy. I feel like this is, it's almost like a concept record to me and the title really fits it nicely. The full circle, because you end up right where you started and the album cover matches it. So there's a lot of recurring themes on this for me. There's a lot of organ and strings, the drums that you're talking about and all of it has that. Yeah. That nineties vibe. I sent you a song that really reminded me of a lot of tracks on this record. And it's a song by Moby called memory gospel, which I've been listening to since, uh, I saw that song on a really weird movie called Southland tales. Have you ever seen that movie with the Dwayne? It's like one of Dwayne, the rock Johnson's first acting roles. Mm -hmm. It's, the guy that wrote and directed Donnie Darko. So it's super bizarre. It's not a good movie <laughs> by any stretch. Okay. It's in yeah. fact, it's, it's, it's really poorly rated across the board by everybody. But one of the things that that movie does have going in for it is, is really good choice in songs. He's got like, he uses the killers, the pixies. And then for a very pivotal scene, this Moby song, Memory Gospel. And I remember watching and going, wow, what is that? Well, that's at the same time Moby came out with Play, which is his mm-hmm. big record that mm-hmm. everybody was listening to. And and it's it sort of set the, tr- I think it set the trend for a lot of trance and uh, very kind of chilled out electronica from that point forward. It was a really seminal record. So again, unlike, uh, some of the other things that we've done, like Greta Von Fleet, where I, I hear it and I go, Oh, that sounds like fix you or, uh, other examples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I hear this and it sounds like the Moby song and it really does sound a lot like it overall for the record. I don't mind it. 
with mm-hmm. this record. In fact, it adds to my enjoyment of it because it's tapping into that same vibe and what I really like about that for me. This record reminded me of two things. It reminded me of the Moby song, Memory Gospel. And I don't know if you've ever listened to Air from the late 90s, the early Electronica group. And they had no. a record called Moon Safari, mm-hmm. which is, I, I'm going to make you listen to that tonight. <laughs> it is a dynamite record. You're really going to like it especially if you like Gundalak and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it reminded me a lot of Moon Safari uh, by Air and Memory Gospel by Moby. And I'll be honest, that going through this, I I think I liked every track on there, except I thought Oracle was kind of bland, mm-hmm. just like you said. But it's a nice change of pace. This is a group that does really great hooks, Everything's memorable. I mean, that just it's got some pop influence to it, but it's so chill. Um, it's atmospheric, and I think that's what I really dug into is, is mm-hmm. I was able to just get into a vibe and soak and just let it ride through the whole course of the thing. And like I'm like, cool, they're doing the same thing, but you know what, man? I am I am enjoying this. It's kind of like <laughs> uh it's, it's like good, good comfort food, <laughs> you know, yeah. if I've had it every day for a week, it's cool. Cause I'm not tired of it yet. Yeah. I, I really like this record a lot. I thought it was super good. Very cohesive. Uh, Everything sounds like it belongs there, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like it, it all, I do agree with you. Everything does go together and it is in a circle, like in the artwork and the hooks, even on the songs I wasn't too keen on, the hooks are still parts I enjoy, mm-hmm. but it was like everything else. I was just like, eh, I wanted something more, but that's like, I get you know. that. But this, this straight up <laughs> makes me wish I could do. It makes me wish I knew how to do choreographed dance moves. Yeah. On the moon. <laughs> uh, okay, that's what so I want to be able to do, especially songs like pray, like coming on and that song. Oh like, yeah. Pray is just great. Solid. Just super yeah. solid. And, and after that, man, you've got me. I'm hooked. I'm in. Yeah, Prey is solid. Uh, so I gave it three and a half beards. Uh, too many tracks for me to skip over. And don't sleep on the good tracks, though. When they're good, they're very good. But the like, I would have given it easily four and a half if the like the four of the tracks that I just didn't really care for were just like had a little bit more that like captured me and sucked me in. Uh, definitely half. I've already taken all the songs I really enjoy and put them on another playlist. So I'm going to be listening to these songs for years to come. So at least 60% of the album, I really, really, really enjoy. So I was like, I have to at least be fair in my rating and say three and a half beards. Um, that doesn't knock on the artist or anything, but it's just, it's just my thing. And also I saw like out of curiosity, I like going on YouTube sometimes and finding live performances from these artists. And this one just cracked me up. Cause I'm like, sometimes I'm like, dude, you guys have a chill record and you are getting way too into this. <laughs> it always just cracks me up when you have like an artist that's doing something chill. And I'm like, yeah. dude, you're not in a metal band. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop jumping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. So, yeah. Um, your rating? I give it four and a half beards. Okay. I'm feeling, I don't know if I'm overly generous with this one, but if this got me, it, maybe it was the right week, the right mood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really dug this record, man. Four and okay. a half. Strong okay. four and a half, too. I think if if they would have cut Oracle, this could have been close to a five for me. Ooh, okay. So what did you pick for this week? Tomahawk. <laughs> yes. 
return of uh, one of my favorite bands of the past 20 years or so. Tomahawk's new album just came out this week. It's the first week that it's been out. It's called Tonic Immobility. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you how I got introduced to Tomahawk. Okay. So as you know, uh, so first of all, who is Tomahawk? Tomahawk is a super group. Um, it's made up of Mike Patton, the singer who's been in faith. No more, Mr. Bungle, this group a group called mm-hmm. Phantomos, group called peeping Tom's many other bands that he's been a part of. Um, my all time favorite vocalist pr- probably, uh, of all, is Mike Patton, Dwayne Dennison, who is a guitar player of the Jesus Lizard and a few other uh, little solo projects and side projects. He did a lot with Tomahawk. He played as a backing guitarist for Hank Williams III for a long time, which is kind of bizarre, but I can see how it fits. <laughs> I haven't listened to a lot of Hank Williams III, but I think he's a little more like punk and uh, different than than like Hank Williams Jr. and Hank Williams Sr. was. Yeah, It's also got the drummer, John... Stanier from Helmet and Battles, who is mm-hmm. just a terrific drummer. I'm going to talk about him some more. And bass player Trevor Dunn, who originally their bass player was, uh, I forget his name, he was a bass player from the Melvins, was in this band. But shortly after, I think for their second record, Trevor Dunn picked up and he's been their steady bass player ever since. And Trevor Dunn's performed in Mr. Bungle, um, bunch of jazz projects, as well as Tomahawk. He's, he's been a studio guy for a long time too. So, this group comes out. I don't know anything about them. I didn't even know they came out. This is, I first ran into this band in 2000 and either 2000 and 2001. I'll have to check the ticket stub, but I saw them unbeknownst. I didn't know anything about who they were. I was a big faith. No more fan. Mm-hmm. I found out about this band before I found out about Mr. Bungle. Okay. So in high school, I was a big faith. No more fan in college. I go to see tool in concert in 2001 at the uh, UNO Lakefront Arena in New Orleans. And Tomahawk is the opening band. Their stage setup, obviously with a opening band, they're a little bit of a smaller setup. Um, so they come out, but they have like a deer, like a stuffed deer on stage. Um, <laughs> they walk out. This is my first time seeing Mike Patton in concert. And all I knew from Mike Patton before that was was Faith No More. Um they come out, they're all dressed in cop uniforms, which I think is great. <laughs> uh, Mike Patton has this double setup, this, these like two big crates pushed together, like uh, moving crates that they use for, for instruments and stuff. And it kind of forms a little shell around him. And he has literally six different microphones on stage, as well as a gas mask that he wears that he sings into. Um, and it is the most <laughs> high energy bonkers performance I've ever seen. And the crowd hates it. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. They started getting booed. What? <laughs> like really early on. And I'm, I'm loving this. I am yeah. just soaking this all in. It's too weird for the audience. Okay. Uh, but Mike Patton starts going, he's like, he's like totally ripping on the crowd, starts calling them raging Cajuns and shit like that. He's like, he's like, calm down, you little hot peppers. And, uh, and I think at one point he's, he goes something like, he's like, he's like, I got some really bad news for you. I got some really bad news. We can keep playing. <laughs> oh yeah. And so 
dude, it became this kind of like fuck you to the audience. Yeah. But I, I swear to you, it cranked the band up and they were just on point. I rushed out the very next week and bought their first album um, mm-hmm. that had just come out. It took forever to find because it was CD stores, pre-internet. I wasn't using LimeWire or anything. Right. Uh, but I managed to get a copy of it and I have been in love with this band ever since. Okay, so they've, they've put out five records. Um, this newest one... This is just, it's a monster of an album. This thing hits hard. This is hard rock and metal to the T. I will say that out of all of the kind of quote unquote super groups that came out in the early 2000s, like mm-hmm. Audio Slave, uh, Velvet Revolver, Army of Anyone, I'm, there was a couple of other ones that I'm skipping Wait, Velvet over. Revolver and Audio Slave aren't the same band? <laughs> they might as well be. Uh, <laughs> I had to. To me, I always no, no, felt no. like they were the same. <laughs> and, and, and I'll I'll tell you. Here's how you know they're not. Yeah, I like one of them. <laughs> I do like Audio Slave. Velvet Revolver had a couple of good songs. Um, but so, you notice, I mean, do you remember like whenever every time like a super group band would come out, it was always really disappointing. Yes. Yeah, Except I do remember for that. this band. Um, uh, yeah, the, Tomahawk just freaking kills it here. It's, it's. I mean, it's everything I love about Jesus Lizards, like songwriting, it's helm, it's rhythm, it's Mike Patton just going absolutely insane on it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I love about this record, Tonic Immobility, is it has an energy to it. And oh, yeah. there's no real star here this is this is four musicians everybody is on their a game mm-hmm. in this record um it's got a, a such a cool start with the first song which is shh it's s-h-h-h so it's pronounced <laughs> shh. um starts off with some really cool melodies and i think it's it it's very indicative of what tomahawk is about this is a band that that they deal and dwell in a very weird realm of songwriting, but also it's somewhat accessible. Um, there's some hard rock. There's some catchiness to a lot of the tracks that are on here that mm-hmm. could be, dare I say, anthemic sounding yes. <laughs> songs that I can picture a lot of people singing along to. But there's always this undertone, this undercurrent of Sli- something being slightly off and I, I'm, I think it's in the in the decisions that they make with chords that they decide to use and where they take their songs to kind of the journey between going from point A to point B mm-hmm. um, they do some ri- such interesting things melodically that really attracts me um, some of the things that really stood out to me on this record uh, the drums my god John Stanier is such an aggressive and accurate drummer and the way they recorded this every snare hit feels like a punch to the face yeah. on this album the guitar Dwayne's playing is it's so metallic and I don't mean like Metallica I right. mean it sounds <laughs> like scraping metal a lot of ways it's just a dirty just shinny kind of uh sound that sounds like it's made in a weird factory um again i talked about trevor dunn's bass tone when we reviewed mr bungle's record Mm -hmm. and how sick his bass tone is he brought that same thing right over (laughs) here into this record the bass is just top notch and then Patton is just completely let off his leash um going absolutely bananas 
this whole record. Um, there's some there's some highlight songs on here that I absolutely loved. Um, track two, Valentine Shine, mm-hmm. was a real standout for me. Um, the the song right after that, track three, which I got to look up the name. Predators and Scavengers. Predators and Scavengers was yeah. another one that I loved with, again, just like really kind of bizarre melody. Then they slow it down. Dooms, Doomsday Fatigue is kind of a chill uh, mm-hmm. vibe with some like heavy reverb guitar that's very cool. Then they're right back at it. Business Casual. It's another punch to the face song, just driving hard rock stuff. A favorite, an absolute favorite of mine is, is Tattoo Zero. Um, wow. I can't say enough about that song. It's got tempo changes. It's got tempo drops. It gets into this almost like sludge kind of sound. Yeah. Um, There's a part, it's got really virtuosic guitar work. I mean, Dwayne's straight up shredding and doing some arpeggiated stuff that I'm like, I don't even know what's going on there. Uh, And it goes from this part where there's one part in particular in Tattoo Zero where it comes out of the refrain which isn't really a refrain it's more of just like part number two and mm-hmm. it's this really arpeggiated arpeggiated thing this this runs that Dwayne's going on and then it stops and Patton does this scream where he's like whiskey and it comes in slow and just gnarly and dude I made such stink face when that happened <laughs> I mean, I was just in it. My I, my neck caved in to my chest, and I went, ugh, ugh, so stinky. Absolutely fantastic. Um, then there's some other things in this record that are unique that are they made some turns that I thought was really cool. Um, tracks like Sidewinder come out, uh, mm-hmm. and it's this is something a little bit different for this band. They are using some more keyboard influence stuff. They've always had some keys. Patton, Mike Patton plays uh, keyboards for them as well. It's usually very done very sparsely, and it's there here, um, but it's something about this struck me as being a little bit different than something else that they've written that I've heard before. Uh, Recoil is another song that track 11, uh, the last second to last song, is another mm-hmm. one that really it's again, it's another step in a slightly different direction for this band. This one sounds very upbeat. It's very pop heaven. It's, it's mm-hmm. almost happy. Um, and it's chorus. Very interesting with, with again, hints of, <laughs> it, they don't let you get too far before they're like, no, we're going to fuck you up, son. Yeah. Um, but it's a really great move in a different direction for this group. Musically. I can't say enough about this record. I absolutely love it. I think this is a solid entry into a already solid catalog for this band. Four out of their five records overall, I I can listen to on any given day all the way through, and it's mm. just the most fun to listen to. I have two complaints, and okay. these are these are complaints with the, oh another track that I skipped over that's I absolutely loved is Howley. Um, mm-hmm. Man, Howley is is just absolute insanity. It's, it's <laughs> yes, such it a is. hard driving song. The last thirty seconds of that is just complete madness. Okay, but Howley is another song that I loved. Um, so my my that's the good, the bad. All right, I love Mike Patton. He's favorite vocalist. He is a terrible lyricist. <laughs> so if you're looking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're looking for lyrical, like quality lyrics, don't go here. This is yeah. the guy who midlife midlife crisis from faith. No more like one of their big hits in the nineties. Like the lyrics are about your menstruating heart it, yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, this, this guy's, he's not known for 
being very thoughtful with his lyrics. One of the things, one of the interesting things that I think about him as a vocalist is that he often delivers his lyrics in a way that has almost no diction to it. You can't understand what he's saying, mm-hmm. but it's done very rhythmically, especially like in Faith No More that had a little bit more of like that funk metal and hip hop influence. Yeah. Um, he's delivering his lyrics in, in those bands a lot in a way that's that's just rhythmically adding to the overall package of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, in, the, in his more recent years, he's turned a lot more to just like a mad dog off of the leash screaming very, very like punk and just all over the place kind of howling stuff in on these records. He's not doing as much of the um that rhythmic kind of singing. There's a little bit of it in there, but so Patton's always been kind of a ter- terrible lyricist, but what he does well is he he still sings it very well. Right. Um other than that, I don't like the track order. Ooh, why? Of this record, if I could change, if I could go back and do anything differently, I would remix. I would put some of the songs in different places, and I can always hit shuffle. So this isn't really a hard complaint. Um, I thought ending the track with ending the album with "Dog Eat Dog" was not my strongest ending. I would have put that song more in the middle, and I thought end with "Recoil." Mm-hmm. It's a stronger song. It's got a better ending to it. Let the album close out on that. Um, they end the album with <laughs> with dog eat dog and the song finishes and immediately after you hear Mike Patton in the microphone go, we're Tomahawk and we approve this message. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's so stupid. That's so... <laughs> You don't need to do that. All right, I'm in. We we know what you're about. You don't don't right. make jokes. That's not your strong suit. You know what that reminded me of? And this this was it wasn't a deal breaker by all means because I still fucking love this record. Right. Um, it sounded like something the Offspring would put on their record. Oh yeah, that it does. You're you're 100 right. <laughs> you remember the Offspring smash where it's like ah, it's time to relax. You know. Yeah. Uh, track one. I mean. When I was 14, it was fine. I'm a grown man now, all right? And you're in your 50s, Mike Patton, so you need yeah. to stop that. There's that, and there's like one song where in the middle after a break, I think it might be Howley, where he says like, now back to your regularly scheduled yeah. programming. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't do that. Don't, right. don't do that. You're, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. Um, <laughs> but other than that, man, there's two very small complaints. I can always hit shuffle. I don't, you know, those are two very brief moments that I'm like, really? But yeah. I can quickly get over that. Other than that, I'll I'll say uh, the two albums that we reviewed almost back to back, week to week, Might Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny and mm-hmm. Demo, and then this record, this record beats it. This record is just it's it's a slick, it's so well produced, it's so well mixed, it's mm-hmm. punchy, it's driving, it's hard rock, it's just got so many things that I love in it. Creative, um, incredibly creative, incredibly like diverse songwriting, but yet it still sounds like this group it sounds like mm-hmm. it's all coming from one place and that's that's a that's such a treat whenever you find bands that can write a lot of different kinds of songs with but it's all still very much in their voice and i think that's what this group did so what do you think um i had never heard tomahawk before before this okay so i was like okay this is one of dan's favorites so uh 
I didn't really know what to expect because I know what you like. And so this wasn't exactly what I was expecting. It actually was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I'm I'm not going to lie. I had half a mind. Like I thought when we were coming in, you were going to be like, yeah, I thought this fucking sucked. (laughs) So the, the first, first thing was, first thing I noticed was the production on this is damn near perfect. Yeah. I was immediately blown away by how good the production was on this. I was expecting something really grimy, really just shitty sounding. And I was just kind of like, I, I was kind of like the production is probably going to be crap, but you know, with an, with an intention for it to be like a dirty grimy sound. Cause I know you like some stuff like that. So I was like, this might be something like that. So we went into it and I was like, wow, this production already took it up like one beard. I was like, this hey! is just so good. I was yeah. really just impressed with that. And then she came on and that song just transformed me back to being like 15 years old and listening to punk slash metal music or anything in between. And I was like, Oh, it was back more nostalgia. And I, like I said, mm-hmm. very rarely do I get nostalgic. I really, really enjoyed uh, when this song it hits and it has so much good energy. Yeah. Just so much good energy. Same thing with Valentine shy, more of the same. It was Valentine just, Shine has that part coming out of the bridge where he goes, Ooh, yeah, dude, when that comes on every time I get like goosebumps and I go, oh, I'm like right there with him. Like, Ooh, Ooh look at yeah. You, pen. yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, predators and scavengers. Excellent song. I love the shouty vocals at the end like, I, I was too. like, this is a great song. And then he starts doing that. And I was like, ah, oh, just took it over the top. I really liked that doomsday fatigue. It was a nice change of pace and me being me, my brain and how it works. I was like, I feel like I'm watching a Quentin Tarantino movie just or Uh before after a bloodbath. And there's been a really (laughs) uncomfortable shot of a close up of someone's gross feet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's spot on. (laughs) And and I was just like, and I was like, I dig this in a weird way. (laughs) I was like, this is so Quentin Tarantino. There's a reason for that, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what it is, and it, it's gonna it's gonna make a lot of sense. Tarantino uses a lot of music from spaghetti westerns, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's from that composer Ennio Morricone, who's Italian composer. He he did every. I mean, he did Good, Bad, and the Ugly. He did all of those like classic iconic stuff, and his his work is featured incredibly heavily in his films in Quentin mm-hmm. Tarantino's films. Um, I also know for a fact, because I'm a super fan of, of all of these guys that they are mm-hmm. all huge Ennio Morricone <laughs> fans. Yeah. And that song doomsday fatigue, the riff has a little bit of a spaghetti Western kind of vibe yeah, to it. It does. Um, mm-hmm. fistful of dollars kind of sound. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I, when you made that connection to Quentin Tarantino, it makes sense. There's there's a six degrees of Kevin Bacon there. It's just six yeah. degrees of Ennio Morricone. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. I, I enjoyed that song a lot more than I would have thought. But because I made that weird connection, I was like, I, it put this like, for me, music also has a visual aspect, like in my mind's eye sometimes. And this one just nice. took me to like a Tarantino, like after a gunfight. And then there's some dude like looking at someone's bare feet. That was just like, that, <laughs> I was like that's so weird, but that is what it is. Um, it's perfect. That's a great description. Yeah, it is. Uh, business casual, baseline, 
baseline, baseline. Holy shit, baseline. Yeah. I was like, yeah. whoa, bass tone, bass line, bass playing ability. It's just all over that song. It's and just absolutely gnarly, incredible. man. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Tattoo Zero, the guitar on the intro and the verse, so good. Just so, so good. I love the guitar work there. Came to Fatback and. I just didn't get it. I, I didn't feel it as much. I like all the subsequent tracks, the previous ones. I just didn't feel it. I that backs the low point. It's not. Yeah, that's that's kind of a. It's a little bit of a dud. It, it to me, it felt like a dud. Um, Howley, good, but not one of my favorites. Eureka was just a little too ambient for me. I was if wanting I more. Change- I was going to say, if I could change one thing about Howley, I love the ending. I love the insanity of the ending. Uh-huh. They really mixed his vocals too loud. Yeah, they, they kind of did. And I, I know that's intentional, but if they would have, if they would have put the screaming, the howling that he does right. at the end where he's just shouting the word Howley in this yeah. weird falsetto, um, if that would have been a little bit lower in the mix, I think it would have been one of my favorites, but that's yeah. my only beef there. Um, Sidewinder. Initially, I felt the intro was very laborious, but when it hit, it hit hard. For some reason, that the intro, I was just like, uh, but it's worth going through it and feeling and listening how they build that song. It's I, yeah, definitely worth it. So it was kind of like something I wasn't expecting, but I was like, okay, this song kind of grew on me more and more and more. Uh, Recoil, not one of my favorites so much dog eat dog definitely should not have been the last track definitely could have done without the we are tomahawk <laughs> and we improve this message yeah just too weird it's, just, it's dumb yeah just yeah take just that out. just dumb uh overall my favorite tracks are Sh- valentine shine and doomsday fatigue just because it's so damn weird and i kept going back and forth on my rating i was it's not something I'm going to have in my heavy rotation, but it is something I will listen to again. And so, and when it is good, it's great. It's not like some music where it's good. Oh, okay. It's good. No, like when it's good, it's great. And then there's the times where I don't like it. I'm just like, I, I don't like it. So I'm going to give it four beards because I really do feel like overall, it's a great album. It's produced super well. These guys are super talented. The music writing is great. Yeah, there's some negatives. There's some cheesy stuff that doesn't make sense, but it's got enough metal in it, enough punk in it, and it's these guys are just so talented. It really does need to be appreciated. I really do enjoy it. Four beards for me. Hell yeah, I'm gonna I'm right there with you. I'm gonna just gonna give it half more. I'm gonna give it four and a half. Four and a half. Um, because I will have this in heavy rotation. <laughs> uh, this is Tom Tomahawk's one of those groups that now that they're they're five albums in. Mm-hmm. I will go at it through a phase once every six months and I'm going to put, I'm just going to go through their whole catalog starting. It's what's interesting is they've been together recording now for over 20 years and they've only done five albums cause they split their time between so many other projects and stuff. Right. But I will have a lot of fun going from their first record all the way through up until this one and hearing how their sound has grown, how they've evolved, how they've become more of a band. And, um, this is, it's just top notch, top notch. I agree. Production's amazing. Um, it has everything I love about this band from their other records, plus Mm -hmm. a few new tricks up their sleeve, which is super cool. Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic, fantastic album. Uh, I, I feel like this band probably should get a little bit more credit than they probably 
do. I, I don't see very many mainstream music people or mainstream music listeners liking this. I can think of one person offhand who would just write it off and be like, Oh shit. I don't see why you guys like it, but he has no taste. (laughs) (laughs) Those we don't speak of. Yeah. (laughs) He who shall not be named. (laughs) Uh, uh, I, I honestly was kind of slightly disappointed. I felt like halos just, I mean, great songs, but overall, Tomahawk had the better album. But to me, still, the singles, holy shit, they were so strong. So yeah, if you're out there, go listen to those singles, listen to everything, because it's, I'm not going to recommend music that's garbage. (laughs) You know, if if I recommend an album, at least 50% of it is going to be solid. Otherwise, I'm not going to recommend it because there has to be at least, you know, several tracks on there that are great, or at least I feel they're really great. I so will recommend the- almost everything, but I will also be very aware that I have somewhat you- strange tastes. And yeah. th- and so, I, you know, if, if this is a record where for Tomahawk, I would say I'm going to have a small audience and I'm going to recommend it to mm-hmm. because I have a feeling there are a lot more people that if I played it for, they'd go, I don't get this. This is right. a little too extreme for me or it's a little too bizarre. And I yeah. go, yeah, but that's, but isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd probably say, no, it's not, it's not for me. And I go, I get that. So, um, I'm, I'm very choosy about who I recommend that stuff to, but it doesn't mean that it's bad at all. It's just some good music is not for everybody. Yeah, that's, that's hundred percent true. So what did you pick for next week? Okay. I've been, I've been holding off on this record. I've been postponing, reviewing this one for a while there's a two piece band called film p h i l m that's uh i got into i found them out of nowhere and heard one of their records and really liked it and then discovered oh this is the drummer from slayer that's also now drumming with mr bungle named dave lombardo mm-hmm. and he was in this two piece band that's like a very hard rock version of like the white stripes right so i think the white stripes but metal and so just guitar singing and drums. Well, Dave Lombardo's not in the band anymore, but they got a new drummer and they've got a new album. So film's new album is called time burner. And I've been through about half of this record so far. It's been out now for a while, a few weeks, um, but still released in, in early 2021. And, uh, I, I really want to spend some time digging into this and reviewing it. So okay. that's going to be my pick for next week is time burner by film. How about you? Okay. Next week, I'm going to dive back into the dance electronic genre, but something way more upbeat. Uh, I'm going to pick Zoo's album, Ringo's Desert. Uh, This album for me, kind of a concept album because it all does have kind of like a desert vibe to it. Uh, It's it's very, very heavy on the dance side, electronic side, but more dancey with the driving kick drum. There's so much good music on this. Um, not it's it's something that I have had in my rotation for a while, and 
I've really, after this, this week I worked like 13 hours today, so I need some like upbeat, heavy stuff to get me through the weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so uh, enough, this is, this is so going to cool. be perfect. And, and I'm right now I'm just feeling like dancey and happy. So I picked this. There's, I can't, I, I can't wait to hear your feedback on this. I know dance isn't always like your most po- favorite stuff, but I'd like to hear what you think, even if you don't mm-hmm. like it, because it's always fun to get. I'm not so insecure in my taste. I like hearing other people's opinions because hey not everybody likes the same stuff you know i don't have to like everything you do so uh once again uh did you have anything else you wanted to add on nah this was a fun week i really enjoyed both records i I think i gave almost perfect ratings to everything so you did yeah (laughs) yeah just (laughs) just a hot week man really enjoyed this one a lot yeah so this week uh yeah was fun uh once again before we wrap up a shout out to say and Ra. Thanks for sharing. We always want to share love with any musician that's going to share our podcast. I appreciate it, even though it's just a little Instagram story share. Hey, you know what? Every little bit helps. I want to see them succeed, and I would like us you know, to succeed too, because I want to give people recommendations on good music because I don't want to get, you know, people shouldn't get stuck in a rut of just listening to Nicki Minaj all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, uh, real quick before we wrap up, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Pockets 21. And you can find Dan on Instagram at Dwight Privilege. And you can send us an email at wherepod, uh, well, wherepod at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it. Wherepod at gmail.com. And yeah, <laughs> send us suggestions, send us links to stuff you like, tell us what you don't like, whether you yeah, agree with us or don't. Let us know if you listened to any of the tracks we reviewed and what your thoughts were. That's that's what I want to hear. I want to hear, like, hey, I yeah. listened to uh, I, I listened to Ra's new album and I thought it, this and this and this. I want to hear people's opinions. Yeah, so do I. Uh, and I really dig it. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all next week.